ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Tuesday, December 8th, and your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of this program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Derek Pitts, also Grant Wells, had a chance to be a part of the Zoom conference call with those young men earlier this afternoon. So we're going to talk to them. Also, we have got a few things to get into, but mostly we're going to focus on Marshall football today. There is Marshall basketball tomorrow. We're going to talk a lot about that tomorrow since we go on the air at 6 o'clock and we'll have our pregame tip-off set for 7 o'clock as Marshall taking on the College of Charleston. Now, this game is also on television, streaming, Flow Sports. And if you want to spend $13 for one game, just one game, $13, then you can also watch the game. Or if you'd like to save that $13 credit on your card, you'd like to save that, you can listen to the radio right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. Or you could take that uh, that $13. It's like $12.95. They're going to round up for tax, I'm sure. You can take that, and maybe you could, I don't know, maybe you could donate that to the Big Green, just listen to the radio. I don't know. There's there's so many options for you here. But uh, that's tomorrow. Something that's not happening this week, though, the game between Michigan and Ohio State, that blew up earlier today for me. That's canceled because of an increase of COVID-19 cases over the past week with Wolverines. So that comes out. Conversation, according to the release, uh, they had uh, the talks with the medical experts, the health department officials, university administration. And so now there's talk that, all right, Ohio State's not going to have the prerequisite games to get into the Big Ten championship. Not going to have the prerequisite. There's even some talk that Michigan is pretty opening, yeah, pretty open. Hey, look, you know, um, that was decided back then. You know, we can't be penalizing Ohio State here. You know, we we can't play, so why are we dinging them? You know why? You you know why they're talking about this because playoff money, because you want to make sure that Ohio State gets into the playoff. That's it. As a league, you want Ohio State in there because you're going to get playoff money. That's what you're looking at right now. That's the big thing is Ohio State can get into the playoffs. Yes, I know, playoffs. They can get in. There comes with that money and the opportunity to win the national championship. So, of course, the Big Ten's going to make sure that Ohio State plays in the championship game. Of course, because that's a windfall to Ohio State and the league. You don't want to miss out on that. So that's coming down, I'm sure. Another matchup that a few were interested in, Cincinnati and Tulsa. Uh, that game's not going to be played. Again, COVID issues at Cincinnati. So there you have 
Cincinnati trying to maintain where they're at in the college football playoff rankings, trying to figure out if they have got a legitimate shot. I know Coastal Carolina is the darling right now. Everyone's talking Coastal Carolina. Can Coastal Carolina maybe climb up? Can they get above Cincinnati? I mean, come on. What are we talking here? Cincinnati from the American, Coastal Carolina from the Sun Belt. Which team would you take? I don't know. Coastal Carolina's looking pretty good. And, of course, I was looking at Brett Murphy's bowl. His rankings, his projections, whatever you want to call them, since nobody knows what's going to happen here. And he's got Marshall and Coastal Carolina on December 26th in the Cure Bowl. And, see, that's a good question. How will these bowl bids play? Because everyone's eligible. You have league tie-ins. And so will the Bulls and ESPN, for the most part, because ESPN's got a, a big interest here in what is going to be on TV. Because for the most part, with so many Bulls that are announcing that they're not playing this year, almost every bowl game is on ESPN. And ESPN Events, of course, has you know its hand in so many Bulls. A lot of these Bulls are ESPN-owned, or at least ESPN Events. So you know there's going to be some, okay, this is what makes sense for us. And you have so many bowl tie-ins. And Conference USA has a couple of guaranteed bowls and then some other bowls that they can have a shot at. And I'm still thinking that while it's not going to impact Marshall, I think Marshall's good. What game is Marshall going to be sent to? Will it be a short turnaround? Will it be a couple of weeks away after potentially the conference championship game? I mean, keep that in mind. I mean, Marshall's still receiving votes in both the polls. Marshall's not a top 25 team, but still receiving votes. And so there's an opportunity. If Marshall can beat Charlotte and then win the Conference USA championship, and of course, Marshall's good. Marshall's going somewhere. But there are not that many games with Conference USA tie-ins that I, I believe that are actually the guaranteed. You're guaranteed that spot this year. I mean, you don't have a Bahamas Bowl, for example. You're not going to Hawaii. So you don't have those guaranteed spots here. And, of course, there's usually teams that can't play because they haven't met the requirement and leagues can't fill the obligation or at least the guarantee spots. So here's the situation. Conference USA has uh, several good teams, uh, good seasons, can pick up some bowl spots here. Now, I don't know. Now, I don't think there's going to be a problem with Marshall. Marshall's going to get a bowl game. We know that. I mean, one loss, one loss to Rice isn't going to torpedo the entire season, right? Right? So, I'm interested to see where Marshall will end up as far as the bowl games are concerned. But you've got to win against Charlotte. You've got to beat the 49ers first. Then you play host to the West Division champion in Conference USA. You win that game. You're the conference champion. Yes, you lost to Rice. Okay, that's terrible. You hate that. And you're going to get over that. You're going to learn from that. You hope to learn from that. You're, you hope that, okay, one ding, one stumble, in this year, okay, I can go with that. I can live with that. I'm all right with it. It did not ruin my day. Yeah, sure, I was disappointed too, but it didn't ruin my day. It shouldn't ruin yours. 
they're going to bounce right back. They're going to take on Charlotte. They remember Charlotte. They know Charlotte's going to be a game that the fans expect them to come out and and really play like like Charlotte stole from them. Like Charlotte stole from them last year, and now you got them right here. What are you going to do about it? So there's the expectations. The herd knows. And we're going to hear later on from Derek Pitts. We're going to hear from Grant Wells. Uh, we're going to get their comments. Uh, I'm going to give you the entire um, press conference today for both. We're going to get the questions. Uh, we're going to get answers. We're going to get everything in context. So we'll get that to you later on. Um, we have got some good news today for Marshall defensive coordinator Brad Lambert. He is among the 56 nominees for the Broyles Award. That's given to college football's top assistant coach. So there's some good news there. I thought the defense played fine. All three phases of the game, a lot of work needs to be done here. Against Rice, did not look good. But I still thought the defense for the position it was put in did fine. And now you got to regroup. The good news is Marshall already got some prep work going on Charlotte before that game got postponed. That's the good news. So this isn't Marshall going in in a short week cold. There's some prep work there. So you have to go back, revisit that, refresh, revise, get ready, work on what you did wrong, work on what you did right. You have all of that. Of course, short week, but still, it's not as if, oh, we don't know anything about Charlotte. So I feel good about that. Or at least I feel good after hearing from Derek Pitts today and Grant Wells. So I feel good about what they had to say. And, of course, we'll find out. It's coming up. Short week. We go in the air at 3.30. That's our Friday plan. We go in the air at 3.30 for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 9.30. And finally, before we hit the break, uh, something I, I want to talk about. Tom Brenneman, a few months ago, on the air, open mic, made homophobic slur. First of all, Tom's a professional. He has worked at high levels of broadcasting. So Tom should know better. And I'm not excusing what he said. I'm just saying first and foremost, you should know that a microphone is hot. Mistakes are made. I'm going to tell you a funny story real quick. I'm just going to bust myself. Um, I I had I was recording Tony Kemper yesterday, and it took me uh, it took me a couple of seconds to realize. Oh, okay. I got I have him in the wrong slot here, and so he might have said something over the air real quick while we were recording from the studio. And thankfully, I caught it. Hot mic. You got to be careful. You have to be careful at all times. Because it doesn't matter. You can have all the opinions you want, but keep them to yourself while you're in the studio with a microphone. So Tom should know better. And the thing is, he had to have felt real comfortable with whomever he was speaking with to be able to make that kind of joke off air, he thought. So he's since apologized. He earlier in... This process said he probably would never put the headphones on again. He's got an opportunity here. Play-by-play voice for the Roberto Clemente League in Puerto Rico. 
I mean, sure, it's not calling Cincinnati Reds. It's not doing that, but it's a pretty good gig. It's a good opportunity for any announcer. And here's the thing. This is going to bring a lot of attention now to the Roberto Clemente League. You know, you're in Puerto Rico. The weather's going to be nice. Basically, it's winter ball. Tom's going to get an opportunity to maybe rehabilitate or at least keep the headphones on, do some baseball. He's going to bring attention to this. People are going to be talking about it. There might be some criticism of it, and that's completely fair because we're only a few months removed from his incident. But still, here's an opportunity for him to, one, be grateful that someone even dared give him another headset and say, all right, here's an open mic. I mean, that's something that you got to keep in mind. This is, um, this is not something here you take lightly. You might not agree with what I have to say, but whatever I say, I have to take care, and I just throw garbage out there. You might, again, not like my opinion, but as long as my opinion is not garbage, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we can disagree. We can agree on football, personnel, things that happen in sports. We can agree on all of that. But yeah, what Tom let slip was garbage, and hopefully he's learned from that. Because yeah, um, this is all anecdotal. But, you know, I've met Tom a couple times. Nice guy. He was always nice to me. Uh, what he said that day was not nice, and it really hurt a lot of people. And a lot of people who like baseball probably hurt by what Tom had to say. And so here he is back on the air. The Roberto Clemente League is getting more play on this program and probably all across the sports world now than it ever did. And that might not be a bad thing. But at the same time, you know, Tom's got to prove to everyone that, okay, uh, the opportunity given to him while not given the keys to the Porsche here, he, he's got a, I mean, he's got an okay ride now. Going to be in a, a nice situation. You know what? Calling some games in Puerto Rico? Sure. Man, that, that's a pretty good gig there. So that's where we're at there in the world of baseball. But when we continue, we've got Derek Pitts going to talk to him. Later on, we've got Grant Wells. I'm looking forward to uh, sharing that with you. And uh, in the final segment, I get to talk about what I am almost excited to talk about to you with really a smile on my face. The NHL and the Players Association are moving forward with their talks. We might have the 2020-21 season starting on January 13th. We'll get into that a little bit. Final segment. We'll save it for you towards the end. That'll be uh, that'll be my segment with you, just talking about the thing I almost um, fear sometimes. Uh, that I'll just say this: that's the final segment. You have my permission after all the other segments. If you're here for the Marshall stuff, I've got you covered for the next uh, half hour or so. After that, uh, you're hardcore fan of this show, we're going to talk hockey. So that's heads up. That's all I'm telling you. We're going to talk hockey. Final segment. Uh, that's your warning today. Those of you listening on the podcast after Grant Wells today, you don't want to talk hockey. You don't want to hear it. You can check out on the podcast for those of you listening live. Um Keep listening. You never know what I'm going to say. It's not going to be Tom Brenneman level, 
I'm going to say that right now, but you never know what I'm going to say. So stick around. You might hear something you like. You might hear something you don't. Either way, I appreciate you listening to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Still to come, we're going to hear from Grant Wells, quarterback of the Thundering Herd, but... First of all, let's talk to Derek Pitts. I'm going to be quite honest with you. The way this went today, and I'm going to give it to you in its entirety, not just highlights of it. I'm going to give you the whole thing. The way this thing went today, uh, here in a couple of years, uh, maybe Mr. Pitts is hosting this show with me. We might just give him a day on this show eventually. He was that good. So without further delay, here's Derek Pitts. And I was fortunate enough to get the first question in today, so I asked him. I said, basically, you know, just wanted to get his thoughts on the fact that you had Charlotte getting ready for them. You had him. You, you had him on the schedule. You're getting ready for him, and now you had to stop, and now you got him back again. So we go from there as far as, uh, you know, was that an advantage in this short week? Uh, yeah, it helped a lot. Uh, we got a, a quick start in their personnel and, you know, uh, their formation, their, their, what they like to do best. Uh, we got that a couple weeks ago, and um, now we, it's just time for the game now. So um, that pre- extra preparation that we put into that week, that we was going to play Charlotte, but um, I'm going to put it into this week. It's a short week, so uh, everybody, all the team, uh, the players, the coaches, uh, everybody's preparing in this game, ready for that Friday game. What? Can you tell us about them? Just uh, your scout on them. Uh, they they get they can they can move the ball. They can get the job done on all three phases. Um, they're a good team. Uh, they don't they 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 got a couple conference wins. Um, you know they they they're human on scholarship, so anything can happen any even Saturday. But we play on Friday, so uh, it's college football. So we just gotta respect our opponents. <clears throat> Is it good that you have such a short week to? to get over last week and just get right back at it. Did that help uh, just having so little time to get ready for the next? Oh, yeah. uh, You can just tell just by looking at our players coming in from that Sunday after uh, that Saturday that we fell short on. um, Everybody just so anxious to play, man. It's just like uh, we know we let a game opportunity get away from us that we shouldn't let get away. So uh, we're just itching to get get back on that field and playing in front of our home crowd in front of the drone. How important is this game personally to you? Uh, Charlotte last year, you know, you know uh, everyone on this team knows. So even the even the people that weren't here, um, right. how important is this when it sets up perfectly? They're at home. You know, you have everything you want right in front of you. Um, just for you, uh, what's it mean? Uh, for me, it means a lot. You know, uh, we got seniors on this team, and um, we got a goal and accomplishment to reach the conference championship. And um, the way the way we thought about this and the way we planned this in the beginning of the season that we're not gonna let nobody stand in the way of a uh, opportunity of us getting to what we want to get to. Um, Coach Doc Holiday he he drew that into our heads and um, we honestly believe that and uh, we want that goal and I'm sure the whole fan base wants that goal, the community wants to go, and uh, the city of Huntington wants that goal. So uh, <clears throat> you know it's a really important game. It's just it's it's just not just to win the game, but this game uh, puts us in the the hot seat to. Uh, championship next Friday here that we can uh, get the job done. So it's just, it's a, it's a lot of emotions going around and um, everybody is so anxious just to play and uh, uh, get the win on Friday. 
Derek, for you, you know, the secondary is again going to be a focal point this week. Reynolds can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with his legs. So you might have to fly down at him. Uh, obviously a really good running game. It seems like this is one of the most balanced offenses y'all are going to face all year. Right. Uh, it is. It, it's, they have a good offense for sure. Um, you know, but how we've been successful these last couple of weeks, um, our, off, our, de- our defensive line, our front seven, man, they've just been so so chaotic to every everything, the pass, the run. So, um, honestly, we haven't really got a chance and opportunity to really showcase our talent on the back end. So, uh, hopefully, I'm not – uh, hopefully uh, we get our challenge uh, Friday and um, our D-line, I mean, y'all yeah, D-line and our front seven, you know, they get in that backfield and force some quick throws and, you know, quick turnovers for us. Uh, we, we, we uh, on the back end, man, we just waiting for opportunity to get challenged. Uh, we haven't had that challenge yet because uh, our front seven been so, so, so great, man. It's, 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 it's blessed to have them kind of guys in front of you that's, you know, taking so much pressure off other people, uh, our DBs and our safety. So we don't really have to work as much, but uh, we also, we still work on the back end for sure. You look at them last year and, and Tucker was a guy that that gave you all fits. I mean, it, it was just every time that there was a swing play, a third down and long or something like that, he was he was able to either draw pass interference or make a play. You know, how much do you all focus on, on him? Not only Reynolds, uh, you know, throwing the ball, but also Victor Tucker this week. Oh yeah, uh, Vic, he's he's a good player. Uh, we um, we talk a lot about him in practice. Uh, you know, the, our, we don't we have a game plan, but the main game plan is just you know worry about us. You know, uh, if it's all about us, we we can't lose if we just think about us. You know, um, the, the 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 tempo, the pace is just based off of us. So, you know, as we as we do what we need to do and uh, execute and no uh, MAs and just. Play ball, man. Just have fun out there. We feel like you know, we the uh, chances is, is is very high for us to come out as a victory Friday. So we just focus on us and just get the job done. Kind of a dream scenario for you all. I mean, you you have the ability. I know last week was disappointing and all that, but but looking ahead, you've got a chance to clinch a division championship on your home field and and uh, host that championship next week. Yeah, uh, you know, everything starts with the, uh, our quarterback, man. He's he's a great player, man. Um, he just threw five five touchdowns the week before, so many people don't want to speak on that. Uh, we we know what goes on in our building, man. So uh, that everything starts with him. You know, he he he's the motor. Um, we put him we put him in that seat. He he's the he's the guy to get everything going. Without the offense, nothing goes. So if he goes, we all go. And um, no pressure on him. We don't put no pressure on him. We just know that he's a great guy, man. He has the ability to to make anything happen. Uh, he's a great quarterback. He's young. Uh, he's a freshman still, man. He got a lot to learn. He's going to be a great player. Derek, did you you feel the need to maybe rally around him a little bit more with all the noise that's out there? I mean, sure, fans are disappointed, but still, um, you know, it's one game, and you guys know more about him than anybody. Right. Uh, man, no, uh, we, we, we really don't uh, pay attention to what other, other you know, what they say on the outside. Because, like I said, man, we've been doing this for a long time now with, with him as our quarterback. You know, we went through a whole camp with him. Uh, he, he carries himself very, very well, man. He He's humble. No matter what he does, he always carries himself the same day the next day. Um, so, so we just look at him and just base our, our mode off of him. So if he, if he's not panicking, we're not panicking. He does very well. Just, you know, being calm and collective and cool, man. He, he's a, he's a, he's, he's somebody great to be around. Man. I, I played him all through high school, man. He's, he's a good kid, man. Uh, that's important right there. That last segment, that was important. 
Because if your team's behind you, your team is feeding off of you. And they put their faith in you. And they haven't faltered. They're not acting like the sky is falling. If they're down with Grant Wells, they've got his back because they see him coming in. They see how he works. And I'm sure they're going to be watching how he reacts. And if he goes out like the leader he is, or the leader that he's trying to be, he goes out, plays football, doesn't worry, doesn't panic, leads by example, it's all going to be good. I mean, five interceptions, that's a big deal right there. That could rattle a lot of kids, especially early in their career. That could rattle you, or you can bounce back from it. And we're going to find out on Saturday, I'm sorry, we're going to find out on Friday if he bounces back from it. Grant Wells will get his thoughts when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our phone lines this hour brought to you by Miller Lite. Hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Thundering Heart getting set for Charlotte coming up on Friday. The winner of this one, uh, We'll have a lot to say and what happens in the Conference USA Championship. Because if Marshall wins this one, Marshall's going to the championship game. If Marshall gets beat by Charlotte, then there's an opportunity for FAU to slip right in. So Charlotte can play spoiler. Marshall can just lock it down, take care of its business, and move on to the conference championship game. And that is something that is, I'm sure, on the minds of all the members of the Marshall Thundering Herd, including Grant Wells. We start with Grant Wells talking about getting ready for Charlotte, and we we move into, of course, breaking game down, his performance. And again, this is from earlier this afternoon. I I thought it would be great to just give it to you all in its entirety. Uh, Here's Grant Wells, and um, I start out asking him about Charlotte. You had some time to get ready for Charlotte, and that got put on the on the back burner. Now you're back at it. Uh, did that help? Just having for the, uh, a rare time that putting something on pause has come back to help. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever happened before, um, but very little has this year. Um, you know, it was different. Um, there had to been had some be some refresher uh, at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the week um, because we did start preparing for them a couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah, I would say it helped, um, but you know, you just needed a little refresher, uh, and we're we're full go right now. What's your scout on them? What do you see when you look at? Um, you know, this this from from years past has, has been a, a very good defense. Um, you know, this is my first time, uh, just like every other team this year. But um, you know, it all starts up front with them. You know, they have a very experienced D line. Um, you know, that's where that's where everything starts for them. Um, you know, and then they have a really, you know, experienced uh, secondary, which, which uh, you know, always helps. But, you know, for them, you know, their main is uh, up front. How important is this game to you? I know for, uh, for a lot of your teammates, uh, it, there's a lot, of, a lot of pain with uh, associated with Charlotte last year. Um, 
Now you were there, but you know this is your opportunity to take the field to, to lead this team. You know what's it mean to you to to get that opportunity? Your goals are still right there in front of you. Yeah, um, like you just said, all, all our goals are are right here in front of us, and um, you know I couldn't think of a better opportunity to go and uh, show you know our fans and, and everybody else what we're made of, especially coming off last week. Um, you know it's great that it's right out here uh, at home. Um, and you know this 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 means a little extra uh, because of what happened last year and and what they took away from us. Does it also help that this is a short week for you just to, to get right back at it? Does that help? Yeah, if I would pick one one game for it to be a short week, it'd be this one. Um, you know, I know myself and and the rest of the guys are are itching to get out there again. Um, you know, this is one week where I would hate to have three weeks off. So, um, you know, all our guys are excited to get back. And I, don't, I didn't hear any complaining that we were getting right back to work uh, yesterday. Is this, Grant, for you, is this a, I don't want to say a dream scenario, but is this what you envisioned whenever you came to Marshall? You would, you know, be the starter leading the team into having an opportunity to clinch on your home field. It, it seems like it's a, a pretty tailor-made dream type deal. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, you know, like you said, to be able to clinch uh, our side of the division at home, and to, you know, if we do that, host the host the championship here. So um, I wouldn't really have it any other way. And you know, I'm just excited to go out there and lead these guys. Um, you know, to uh, to all our hopes. What do you all have to improve on the most from last week? I know that. You know, it, it's never just one thing. It's probably a lot of lot of different things that factor into some of those interceptions and, and things like that. What do you all have to really hone in on this week that that you noticed on film watching that from last week? Um, you know, it all starts with me. Um, you know, I, I hate saying that, but um, you know, it's what I signed up for. Um, you know, comes with the good and the bad. So, um, you know, for me, uh, just really focusing on just not not forcing throws. Um, you know, just take take what the defense gives us. Um, and then, you know, for the team aspect, I'd say just um, not overlooking any opponent or I'm not saying we did that last, last week, but, you know, we're getting towards the end um, and towards something that nobody on this team has, has been able to experience. So I'd say just focusing on, you know, the team at hand and um, taking each day um, just as important as the other. How much was last week a wake-up call for this team? I know that, you know, you all had seen success throughout the year and you had three weeks to think about all that success and the rankings and things like that. Do you do you feel like it sort of came back to earth and, and got you all back in the right place this week? Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't say we, we were too overhyped or, or whatever, but, um, you know, certainly it put things into perspective uh, now that we have to uh, – now that we know that – you know, this isn't going to be handed to us um, as much as we thought uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I'd say it, it definitely opened our eyes a little bit. Um, but, you know, we still have everything we want right in front of us. Uh, Grant, you you, Coach Cramsey, we talked to him a little bit ago, and, and he talked about kind of the shared blame. Uh, what, what were your conversations like with your coach um, going, going back and reviewing Saturday? Yeah, um, you know, when you, when you lose a game – you never putting a blame on one person. You never putting a blame on one position group. So, um, you know, as as all, it might seem that you know, I had a terrible game, which I did. But 
um, you know, a lot of guys, you know, every position group sets, you know, stood up and said, um, you know, took the blame a little bit. So when you lose a game like that, you know, not all the blame is on one person as much as my thing. Um, so, yeah, just everybody really stood up and, and, and stood up for their mistakes and, and are preparing uh, just like any other week this week. One rolling off of that a little bit, Grant, you know, uh, this is the first time that, that you've really seen adversity to that magnitude during this season as a starting quarterback. How have some of the veteran guys really rallied around you this week and, you know, come up to you and talk to you, uh, you know, trying to trying to get things right for this week? Um, you know, just one thing that uh, has been a big emphasis this week is just remembering what got, what got us here, um, you know, just – Everybody's saying that, you know, one game doesn't instantly make you a bad football player. It doesn't instantly make you a bad coach. Uh, so whatever that means. Uh, yeah, just just really, really remember what got us here. Uh, remember what got us the seven wins and try not to get down on, on each other um, very much because we know um, if we do that, things could start going really bad really fast. And just to follow up on that, you, you know, with that adversary, you know, failure sometimes can be a great teacher. What do you think you're going to pull from that adversity? Um, you know, like I said earlier, just not taking, not taking, um, not overlooking each day. Um, you know, that, I think that's one thing that we, we can learn from this year. Um, as long as the season might seem, uh, it seems like we played our first game three years ago, but, um, you know, just not overlooking you know, each opponent and, and not getting really, you know, too, uh, too gritty to get out there and, and play. So, um, you know, really just, just taking each day, um, you know, as it comes and not really overlooking anything. That's Grant Wells. The focus this week will be on Charlotte, but he understands that uh, there was a lot of adversity on Saturday when the Thundering Herd lost to Rice. We'll see how he rebounds and bounces back from that adversity. When we continue, the NHL and the NHL Players Association have cleared the way for the season to begin. We'll talk about it when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Tuesday, December 8th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty excited. Uh, the hockey season might be firing back up real soon. Uh, January 13th start date. There's going to be either a 52 or 56 game schedule. They... They being the Players Association and the league, the sides have been talking to each other since last week. We should have a plan by the end of the week. We're going to have divisional realignment. We're going to have COVID-19 protocols. The schedules are going to be completely different. And so we got to get this thing approved. But I'm interested to see how this plays out, the NBA plays out, and really – I thought that the NBA did a fine job with their bubble, and I think the NHL did an excellent job as well with its bubble. So the NBA and its bubble, the NHL and its bubble, 
the organizations really should be commended for getting the championships played. And I thought it really set, I think, a, a precedent here. If you can do these things, you can make this happen, but you're going to have to test. You're going to have to have strict protocols. And there could be some, some bubbles, some mini hubs here. There's talk right now that Las Vegas could be a mini hub, a mini bubble. There could be a mini hub in Columbus, New Jersey, looking really attractive right now. And it's all three of these, in, at least in the United States, because hotels, access to that. And, of course, if you're looking at New Jersey, you're looking – at the access there, you're going to have a arena that's devoted strictly to hockey. Don't have to share with any other tenant. That means NBA. Okay, so Madison Square Garden could not be a hub or mini bubble because it's Madison Square Garden. You got the Knicks there, even though you could possibly make some allowances there. It's just easier to have your own facility to maybe lock it down. Plus, there, and same thing with Columbus. You've got access to, to multiple sheets of ice. You've got access to a lot of hotel rooms because you're going to have multiple teams. Same thing with Vegas. Vegas definitely has the space, and that's not a bad idea. Canada, a little bit different. There would be a Canadian division here. I don't think you would do this with the NBA. And I don't know if you could because you have a situation where – okay, we have some hubs for some of these games, or will the NBA try to just lock it down the way that Major League Baseball did? And after a while, baseball got it going. And so there's going to have to be a lot of personal responsibility here. And, of course, you get the season going. Eventually, if all goes well, vaccinations should start to make its way through the population. Now, you still, for months... This is going to be something you're going to have to be aware of for months. You're going to have to be safe. You're going to have to social distance. You're going to have to do all the things that you can to mitigate. And that's the key word here, mitigate. And so uh, I'm kind of excited, though, though. The hockey season's starting to get back for me. And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I know for some of us, uh, football has been a, uh, a nice respite. Uh, heard basketball for others going to be a nice respite uh, for me. You know, all those things are great as well, but really for a while, it was nice to have just, you know, streams of hockey games to watch. But I think I'd rather have you know, regular season, get that going again. Same thing with the NBA. That was just fun. It was nice to have that for a while. So, you know, for health and well-being here, yeah, sports, it's supposed to be fun, right? Cathartic. That's what that's about. You shouldn't have angst. It's not fun. If you're, if you're all the time mad, you're, you're, what fun are you having? You mad at your team? Yeah, I get it. I get it too. I mean, I'm a Bengals fan. Maybe I've mastered that zen. Maybe I've overcome. I'm a Bengals fan. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Bad things happen. You know, okay, I roll with it. Good things happen. I roll with it. All right, thanks for uh, tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we had some fun today. Uh, we're going to flip the script tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have basketball coming up. Marshall College of Charleston. We go on the air with our pregame at 6 o'clock. We're going to lock in. A lot of homework tonight. i got to finish up my homework. 
so we can talk about this game tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to having you back here. 5 o'clock for the show tomorrow, 6 o'clock for the pregame. Pregame also on 93.7 The Dog. Uh, this game televised on Flow Sports. Just tune in to us. Save $13. Tune in to us. Listen to the game right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.